Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm very pleased to introduce you to my guest tonight, Susan Clarabut. Susan has education in her blood from her grandmother, mother, herself, and now her daughter. Susan has taught, been a principal, assistant superintendent at both county schools office and Grass Valley School District, where she retired in 2012. She continues to support education and educators as Nevada County Coordinator for Teacher Induction and was elected to a school board member in 2020 to Nevada County Board of Education. Susan, welcome to the Sages Among Us. Hi, Lori. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we're so glad to have you here and always like to learn a little bit about our guest's background when we get started here. And I want to know, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in Nevada County? No, I, I didn't grow up in Nevada County. I grew up in two other beautiful areas, um, Humboldt County, up uh, in, um, in near the Garberville area and in the mountains of North Carolina. Uh, my mom had gone to school back to North Carolina, met my dad, and then I had family on both sides of the country, and so we kind of bounced back and forth a little bit, and I grew up in both places. Sounds like trees is a common denominator. Trees, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. What are some of, when you were growing up, did you have some books or movies or classes that had a really big impact on you as a youth? Oh, I was a voracious reader. Um, uh, Little Women, uh, my my copy of Little Women was practically threadbare. Um, and then and then um, I think that, that maybe the book that made the biggest impact on me as you know as I got a little older was To Kill a Mockingbird. Great book, and it was it was in a class taught by a great teacher, and it um, it was really impactful. And did you have some role models growing up? Oh, so many role models. Um, lots of parents of my friends. Um, but you just mentioned that my, you know, my grandmother, my mom, aunts, all teachers and uncles, all teachers. Um, I have an aunt who was uh, uh, taught at Humboldt State, and she is just she's she's sure that there is nothing that I can't do. Nothing that you know. Any of her family can't do, and boy, we just, you know, she's behind us and we do it. Um, Lots of great role models in my family. And you said your grandmother also uh, was a a teacher, uh, and then your mother followed in her footsteps. Did they teach the same subjects? Um, No, my grandmother, I actually, I went to the same college that my grandmother had gone to. When when she went, it was called a normal school. That's where teachers were trained. My and mom and my dad went. That was in North Carolina, in the mountains. And then uh, my mom and dad went there as well. But but when you're a teacher, you know, back when my grandmother was teaching, you taught everything, every grade, everything. My mom was a second grade teacher forever and ever and ever. And um, it's hard to even go to the post office with her because it's, you know, it's like a reunion um, <laughs> because she taught the whole town. <laughs> um, and she lives here? No, she's she lives in North Carolina. Yeah, 
Yeah, in Humboldt. Yeah, we moved here. Yeah, in Humboldt County. Yeah, she, we moved here. Um, I, when my husband and I, when he, he worked for CDF, which is now Cal Fire, and we moved here because it was a transfer for him. And I've been here almost forty years. It's home to in Nevada County. Nevada County. Yes. Yeah. So where where did you start teaching? In I your started teaching, teaching in Humboldt County. Um, I was in a one room school. We. Uh, we were way up in this little community of Neyland and um, Tony was on the helicopter with CD and it was on hell attack. And I was at the one room school. There were, there were three of us. There was uh, Wayne who was a superintendent principal, me as a teacher. And then Jim, who was the custodian, the bus driver and the board secretary. That is um, so, so every, hard to imagine. That sounds like Little and, House on the Prairie or something. Yeah, and, and actually he was also a, 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 an aide in the classroom. So, yeah, no, you know, those schools are just wonderful. You see um, the kids connecting. You see the little guys learning from the big kids. The big kids are helping the little kids. It, um, you can't, I think it would be really hard to do it as one person, but the three of us had a great time. It was wonderful. Are the there only reason I'd... Are there, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. The, I, I the only reason the you went? The only reason I didn't stay there forever is because Tony was transferred here. Um, but I, I would never have left. There are still one-room schools. In fact, um, I think Washington might be. Uh, little, the little town of Washington is a one-room school with one teacher. That is just so interesting. that, that in yeah. Because in, in our world today, what we hear about mostly are these big schools and big things and, and to think that there are these just um, small little mm-hmm. places of education is, is just a wonderful thought. It is. Yeah. Kids are lucky when they're attending a school like that. Well, I know from what you shared with me that you were drawn to education, your family's part of education, but did you ever have any early jobs that weren't uh, part of education? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I I did a lot of waitressing um, as I was going through college. I know. I think that, I think it's a that's a, a good way to learn about people. You know, you learn a lot about um, uh, staying calm and not getting not getting too excited. Um, you know, you've got people who come in and have had a really bad day, and you have to. If you want to get any tips at all, you've got to help them, you know, feel better about things. Um, I think it's, I think waitressing, I, you know, I think it was really good for me um, to have, uh, you know, I kind of learned that people, when they're having a bad day, they need a smile and you can help them. And it was, that was, I, I had some, other, you know, I worked in a little bit of retail and did some other things, but the, I think the waitressing really had the biggest impact. Well, it sounds like those are lessons that you brought with you into the classroom probably kids are the same way in terms of mm-hmm. how to support them when they're having a bad day sure kids parents your peers absolutely there's a sure, lot you of have more to deal with than just the kids <laughs> you do <laughs> yeah lots of you know i i know very few teachers who wouldn't say that if they were only teaching kids that their life would be a lot easier there are all kinds of other people that are involved in school. What what different grades uh, once you came to Nevada County did you teach? Um, I st- I actually 
you know, teachers find their, they find their place, the, the, the grade level that's best for them. I started in a first, second uh, combo class. And uh, before the year was even out, I went to the principal and said, you know, I can't do this. I, I'll, I'll be resigning. And he said, well, I have this seventh and eighth grade combo. And I said, I'll take it. And that was, that was great. Um, that those kids are just a ton of fun. They, you know, they're coming into themselves or becoming adults. They're, they're funny. They're, um, I, I love seventh and eighth graders and, and not everybody does, but I also didn't like teaching first and second and kindergarten teachers. I just bow down to, I don't know how they do it. Well, it's so interesting because even though there was, there is a lot of education in your family, uh, you, you deviated, you, you went to Mm -hmm. the middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. We all taught different grade levels. It's a different, you know, different personalities called for, called different people. But but that was, that was my favorite. Throughout the years, are there students that you'll always remember? Oh, of course. All teachers remember their students. You, you just don't forget them. Absolutely. They're, um, uh, you know, there was a, a, young, a little eighth grade boy 30 some years ago who came to me and said, you know, that book that we just read, Mrs. Claret, that's the first time I've ever finished a book. And, you know, you don't forget those things. Wow. You, you remember all your kids. Um, we just went um, this last weekend, we, w- <laughs> we went to a wedding for a young man who um, I was his principal some 20 years ago. You know, lots of connections in teaching, and you, you remember all of those kids. Uh, so special. Well, you're listening to The Sages mm-hmm. Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and I'm talking today to Susan Clarabut, longtime educator, administrator, community volunteer, and County of Nevada school board member. So, Susan, what, what do you find especially rewarding about being teaching or being in the education world? Um, I, I think it, I think that it's all about connections. Um, kids learn best when they're connected to you. Um, family, you know, if the and and trust, and if the families trust you and feel recognize that you are all out for the same reason, you know, you're all you all have the same purpose. That's I think. Um, that is what makes things successful. But it's those connections that you make that are powerful. Um, and that's, we, you know, I think teachers, people who are drawn to teachers, I mean, to teaching are people who, who like other people. Um, and I think that's, that's the best part of it. That's the most remor- rewarding part. Well, you became a principal and later an assistant <laughs> superintendent uh, for both the uh, county schools office and the Grass Valley School District. And so how was that different or how was it rewarding in different ways? Yeah. Well, I, I, I accidentally became a principal. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was happily teaching. I was very happily teaching. But it was, it was in a small district a single school district and the board, we'd gone through a lot of administrators and the board, this is many years ago when things were done a little differently and the board, the board came to me and they said, Hey, you know, if you will try this out, we will pay for you to get your credential. And I thought, well, 
anything that guy could do, you know, the one that had just left, I can do. And it turned out that it was a really good fit for me. Um, I had never thought of being an administrator, had never planned on it, but it was it was a it was a good fit, and I've I have enjoyed all of it. Um, we it's it, being a principal is about connections as well. Just like attending that young man's wedding, you know, we had a connection. Um, so it's it, it, different jobs, but they have the same. There's there's the same overriding piece to it that you are working with people. Well, you retired in 2012 as assistant superintendent of schools for Grass Valley, but you're continuing to work as a teacher induction program coordinator. So what does that position yeah. involve? Um, that's actually pretty interesting. When teachers, um, when teachers, when I graduated um, with a teaching credential, I had, you know, I had a clear teaching credential and then I they, I kind of, I, I came to the classroom. They, I got a job, and they handed me a key, and they said, "Here's your classroom," and that's kind of it. And then, honestly, I walked in, and the other teachers, because this is what you want to make your classroom great, had kind of pilfered the good stuff. And I had a, a, a filing cabinet that didn't work, and, and you know, desks that didn't match. But that was, that's kind of how it was back in the day. Now, when teachers graduate from the university work. They have a, what's called a preliminary credential, and they, in order to clear that, to get a clear credential, they have to, one, get a teaching job, and then, two, they participate in this program called induction. It's a two-year program where they're assigned a mentor. They meet with their mentor weekly. They have a project that they do every semester, so they look at what they're doing in their classroom and what would they like to improve, and they work on that project. Um, and, it's, and, and then, and my job was to is to assign the mentors and then to teach classes. That the teaching of the classes has changed a little bit over the last couple of years um, for multiple reasons. But but what I've been able to do for many for probably 15 years is watch these new teachers come into the county. Every new teacher that came in with a preliminary pro, um, credential, I got to watch for two years. Got to assign a mentor had to, you know, teach classes to them and watch them change into, you know, from as a new teacher, you kind of have a deer in headlights look. But at the end of two years, they're comfortable, they're ready to go, and they're on it. So it's, I've loved doing it. And that's, um, that's what teacher induction is. So it sounds like that's something you're, you're committed enough to do it beyond uh, retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I, I did not want to let go of that piece. Um, much to my family's dismay, um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Well, you've dedicated yourself to all levels of education, from the classroom to principal, assistant, superintendent, providing leadership and mentorship to new teachers. And then in 2020, you decided to run for board member for Nevada County Board of Education. So what inspired you to be willing to volunteer your time, run for office, and then continue to serve our county in education? Excellent question, Lori. Excellent question. Because I think if you had asked anyone who knew me, they would have said, no, 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 I would never run for office ever, ever, ever. Um, but I think um, what I, 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 first of all, I was, um, there was an opening at the county board and, um, and I, um, I was appointed there just to serve until the next election. 
and I thought it, you know, it would give time to for other people to step up, and I could just I could just be in there for that short period. But what I realized is that um, it was really important to have people in there who didn't come with agendas, who came in with um, just um, planning to to um, be board members, to listen to their community, to um, to do the work that board members do, and so that. That's what changed my mind. Um, I, like I said, if you had asked me three years ago, I would have said there's no way in the world I would ever run for run for anything. Um, but I did, and it <laughs> and it worked out. And I'm and I'm so happy that I did. I'm happy to be there. What was it like to run a campaign? <laughs> it was kind of the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, uh, first of all, we were in the middle of COVID, and so you couldn't do the things that you would do normally, like go out and meet people or have a little tea or, you know, get together. Um, you couldn't do that. And and Zoom, um, Zoom is is a wonderful thing, but it's also it gives it it gives people the opportunity to to write in the chat room to write some you know, awful things. And I just had to get broad shoulders. Um, I, you know, I, I really don't think I'm an old gray bureaucrat, but that was <laughs> one of the things that showed up there. Um, but, but that's kind of the reason to run for a board is because you, you know, you feel passionate enough to, to be able to take those slings and arrows and, and move on. And um, so uh, I, I, it was not any fun to have a campaign, but it, it, the other thing that happened was that, People stepped up. It was just amazing. I had, you know, people asking. Jeanette Royal, I have to give a huge shout out to Grace Suarez, David Jones. People said, "Can I be your manager? I mean, can I be your treasurer? Can I do this for you?" They were just wonderful, um, and and I I learned an awful lot in the election in the, in the campaign. Um, and like I said, I'm glad I did it. Well, I was going to ask you what if there were some surprises along the way, and that sounds like one of them is that you weren't alone in this. Yeah, it yeah it turned and well, a big surprise was that this. I mean, this was just a school board election, but it turned out there weren't any other exciting local elections, and so this one became a really hot hot topic. Um, so that was one that was one big surprise, um, but um, just. Just the support, and then, and I, one of um, one of the other people that was running, Louise Johnson, uh, said one day that she'd been tabling. You know, you're she's sitting at a at a, a card table in Nevada City and she, handing out things, um, handing out materials. And a woman drove by, turned around, came back, found a place to park, crossed the street, and said, "I loved Mrs. Clara, but she was so good for my child." I'm going to vote for you guys. So things like that were powerful. They, you know, they make you realize the the impact again that you make as a as an educator. Well, you are listening to the Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm talking today to Susan Clarebutt, longtime educator, administrator, community volunteer, and County of Nevada school board member. What do you enjoy about being a school board member? You know, there are tons of things. You learn so much about the district. And um, 
I'm on the county board. So the county board, obviously, is is the whole county of, of Nevada. Each each school district, and we have nine of them in the county, has their own board. Um, but at, so as a county board member, I get to learn about the whole county, um, as well as, as you can, you know, there's some fiscal oversight that goes along with the county board, and you can tell what the focus is of the district by how they spend their money. It's always, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, it's, and again, you know, I keep coming back to connections, but, but there are tons of connections that come along with being a, a, a school board member. I recommend it to anybody who is interested in schools, wants to, you know, wants to learn more about schools. Um, county board member or any board member is not, you don't, have, you don't have to be an educator. You're a community member um, and you uh, feel like, you know, you want to give back, you want to learn about your school. I do, I do think it's important to remember that you don't want to go in there with an agenda. You want to make sure that you, I mean, you don't, don't run for a school board because you're mad because your, your child didn't get enough playing time on that team or you didn't like that teacher. You're, you're there to look at the big picture of education. If you, have a, if you have a complaint about something in the school, you go to the administrator or you go to the school board. But to be on a school board, I think you have to be able to see the whole picture, be willing to listen to, to your community and to, um, and to make thoughtful and hopefully wise decisions. Were there any challenges to being a, an elected school board member that you didn't expect? Well, <laughs> Zoom, <laughs> this has been quite a year <laughs> with, um, you know, because we were not um, able to meet in person. Um, we're meeting virtually. We have um, some of the things that you you would generally do on a board you can't do. For instance, there's a SAR board, the School Attendance and Review Board, that hasn't met because they don't they haven't been able. It's complicated, but it there for other reasons they couldn't they weren't meeting. So um, yeah, there were lots of of surprises, and then you know it's, you know. Here we were in this worldwide pandemic and and trying to um, help schools and and our teachers um, support their students and their families and their um, and other teachers. Well, how does the board work together? Would you say it's a um, collaborative board, or how, how do they work together? Yeah, I I think it's a I think it's a it's a really nice, well-rounded board. You have um, um, uh, um, Louise Johnson, who was the superintendent of the high school, and Louise is a fiscal um, um, genius. She she uh, knows the fiscal side inside and out. Um, you have Tim May, who was a teacher for many, many years, and he's got that side. Um, you've got um, Julie Baker. Who, and all of us are parents as well. Um, four of us are parents who either have or have had kids in the local schools. Julie is um, not only a parent of uh, 
young person in school, but it um, comes with a, a terrific art background, um, and as well as um, business background. And then we've got Heino, who is um, who has uh, Heino Nikolai, who absolutely has a business background. And so you, it's a really well balanced board. Um, I don't think any board should ever be a five out. You shouldn't only have, you, you know, you don't want to have a board where there's no um, discussion. Nobody's saying no. But it, so we don't always agree on everything, but we're thoughtful. We listen to each other. And I think we all make decisions based on what we believe is best for, you know, that's our vote, what we believe is best for the kids, the community, the parents. Well, what do you want people to know about the work of school boards? Um, I, I think it, um, school boards are um, school boards serve your community. So if you you know use school boards, except in the case of the county school board where um, Scott Lay, our superintendent, is elected. Otherwise, school boards hire the superintendents, and then the superintendents are part of hiring everybody else that's there. So it's, um, if, if you have a concern, if you have a, um, a complaint, if you have something you want to celebrate, it's important, you know, let the board know. You can, you can go to a meeting, you can send a letter in, um, however you want to handle it. But board members serve the community. They're there for you. Um, and I think that it's, it's important for all of us to remember that. So uh, people can find out on the website how to attend via Zoom to the school board meetings? Absolutely. Every school has a website. Every school has information about the board. You can, you can check the agendas in advance, look to see if there's something you want to, you know, you'd like to learn more about that you have a comment on. Um, even if you have something that is not on the agenda, you, there's always board meetings always start out with a public comment option. It's not an opportunity because it wasn't agendized. Um, your board members can't comment on it, but you can come in as a as a community member and um, talk about something that isn't even on the board agenda. So um, yeah, go to go to the website and you can find um, a, a, all kinds of information about how it is, you know, about your school board and what they're doing. That's great, Susan. And and we've got just a few minutes, and I, I definitely, you, you do so much more besides all you do in education. One of the things that struck me is that you are also um, part of the local Sierra Wine and Grape Growers Association. What do you do with that board? <laughs> well, um, yes, I'm the, I'm the outreach coordinator there. Um, so if you want to buy, if you want to buy a wine glass that that is has the Sierra Wine and Grape Growers Association logo on it, let me know. Um, but that's a that's a board that um, is there to support the local grape growing um, community with a ton of information. If you are if you're old, and wine and winemaking, if you are interested in doing either one of those things. Um, there's a lot of information on the swgga.org website. When uh, when my husband retired, he um, he put in a vineyard, he, uh, a small vineyard. We, we're home. This is homegrown. This is not a business. Um, but he put in. He actually put the grapes in. I think it was the weekend after our daughter got married, or before some crazy time. 
um, but they've been in for six years or so. He makes great wine. It keeps us all busy. It keeps our brains sharp. You know, there's a lot of chemistry. There's a lot, there's a lot to know about grape growing and winemaking. So that's, well, we're down that's to about we do. our last minute, Susan. I'd love to talk to you more about that, but I also love to ask uh, this question. If you had the power to wave a magic wand to improve our community, what would you want to create or what problem would you want to solve? Oh, man, Lori. Um, you know, quick answer is I'd love to see a senior center. Um, uh, uh, bigger, that wand, though, I, um, if I could wave that wand and and help us become more willing to listen to each other, um, think about, um, remember that that we all feel passionate about whatever our belief is. And if we can stop and think and listen to each other, I think we will be better off. Um, so that's what that's how I'll wave that magic wand. Well, that's great, and it also sounds like that uh, connection and that getting the bigger picture, which you talked about earlier, so themes that you were talking about. (laughs) Yes. Well, Well, you're good at this, Lori. You catch Thank you so much, Susan. (laughs) And and my guest tonight has been Susan Clarabut. She's a longtime educator, administrator, community volunteer, and County of Nevada school board member. Appreciate you joining us, Susan. The purpose of this program is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of our community. You've been listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for everything that you do to make our community great.